everyone, and welcome back to our Golden Twenties. This is a very special episode where we're going to answer some of your questions. My name is Tegan, and I'm joined with my co-host Sadie, as always. The hype woman in the background. Woohoo! That's me! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And yeah, as I just mentioned, we put the call out on our Instagram asking you for your questions so we could answer them and we got a bunch from a bunch of different people it's all going to be anonymous and I actually think it's all sort of like advice based which is interesting because when we've done this in the past some of it's just like you know people asking questions about our lives which is cool too but this is all just going to be advice which is exciting Mm -hmm. and Sadie and I didn't prep anything in the past when we've done Q&As. We like write out written responses, but we're just going to wing it and see what our little brains come up with. I'm nervous. If you guys know, I'm a huge planner. So I take the notes for the episode planning very seriously. But today I'm like, no, let's do it off the cuff. Real raw advice. It'll be great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I we can dive right in. The first question we got said, what's one thing you wish you knew sooner? Okay, I have one. And it's kind of a cliche, something I think I've said before in past episodes about things you learn in your 20s. But something I wish I knew sooner was that literally everyone's making it up as they go. I feel like as someone who Mm. always sets goals and is always like working towards a future version of myself or a future life or my dream life or something like that, I'm always like striving for something, but it's like in reality, you never, I don't want to say you never achieve it, but it's like things always come up along the way or things might take longer than you think Mm -hmm. and you might want something because you see somebody else who has that and they're an inspiration to you and you look up to them. However, it's like in reality, even if they've achieved whatever you're working on or whatever, it's like they're making it up as they go as well. And they just so happen to kind of stumble across the success that you're also chasing after. So that's kind of liberating to me. Mm -hmm. Also takes the pressure off since I put a lot of pressure on myself to kind of be perfect all the time and to have things figured out and to be an adult and to be responsible and all these things. And it just takes the pressure off to be like, nobody's got it figured out. I don't need to have it figured out either. Yeah. I love that. I feel like that's a really good answer. The thing that came to my mind, which is a little, I guess, more specific is it's never too early to start saving money. I love it. And Yeah, I don't really know why that just came to my mind, but I guess I was just thinking of younger me. And obviously, like when you're a teenager, you're not probably thinking big picture or anything like that. But it was like, once I got money in my account, I was like, great, that's money to spend. Love it. Let's go spend it, you know? And so it would be frequently like I'd get a paycheck and go spend it on something. So I was like, I earned that money. Let's go. Whereas, you know, and in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot of money that I was spending, but still at the same time, 
you know, by the end of first year university, I was back to like zero dollars because I didn't work the whole year. And I'm like, I should have saved some of that money instead of buying all those Urban Decay naked palettes <laughs> or whatever. So, yeah, I wanted to throw that out there. It's never too early to start saving. I love that, especially for people in their 20s. I think that's a good reminder because you start yeah. when you start saving money, you're often asked like, what is your goal? You know, like, are you saving to buy a car? Mm -hmm. Are you saving to buy a house? And all of these things in your 20s might feel like a distant goal, like saving for retirement when that's 40 years away. It's like, I have time. I don't need to start doing it now. But I think like the yeah. idea of it's never too early. It's like start now and you can use that money when th this does mm -hmm. come up. You know what I mean? Or like the sooner you start saving, the more you'll have in the end of things. So yeah, I think that's good advice. Awesome. The next question we got is what's a big bucket list item that you haven't hit yet? I feel like I have a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have like a bucket list that's written down anywhere. Me either. So I do kind of feel like it's fluid, but you know, there are a lot of places I've always wanted to travel to that I haven't been to. I've always wanted to travel to Egypt and I've always wanted to travel to India. And I haven't been like even close to any of those places. <laughs> so that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. I think I would say travel as well. I also would say, again, being like a dreamer type I've always like dreamed mm -hmm. of having my own business and that's always been like mm -hmm. my number one life mission I don't know why where it came from or like well I know where it came from but I don't know what it looks like like I don't know what I want my business mm -hmm. to be but I've always envisioned that for myself and then I kind of went through a phase of being like actually no maybe I'm fine just working corporate life <laughs> and like climbing corporate ladders yeah. but now I'm kind of back to being like no maybe I should revisit this. Maybe I should think about this again. So I feel like that's maybe not a bucket list item, but it's kind of like a lifetime goal that mm -hmm. I haven't hit yet. And I think you were just talking about it not being too early, but something I'm trying to reframe my thinking around when it comes to owning my own business is that it's never too late. Like I think I see so yeah. many influencers in their 20s launching businesses and I'm like, holy shit, like if only mm -hmm. I took social media seriously like way back when it Instagram first came out like I could have had my own business by right. now but it's like no that's such a bad way to think it's not productive and just because it hasn't happened for me in my 20s yet doesn't mean it never will so yeah that's mm -hmm. my answer sorry to get deep this is why I'm always scripted <laughs> not scripted yeah. but why I think things through first practice yeah yeah, yeah. I love that <laughs> the next question we got was I've been on so many bad dates lately how do I keep putting myself out there this one's tricky I feel like it, I say it's tricky because we all kind of go through it and it's very much like a pep talk you mm -hmm. need to have with yourself where it's like yeah how do I continue to put effort into this when it's eating up all my energy and I'm not getting anywhere mm -hmm. with it, you know, like why should I continue to try? So I think what helps me is I say this, even though I really don't feel like I've been on that many bad dates or I haven't done mm -hmm. like 
a lot of like dating in a short amount of time where I'm just like exhausted from it kind of thing. But I would say what does help me when I'm not feeling inspired today is focusing on kind of my why and like why I'm looking for somebody, why I'm wanting to date. And, you know, it's not for me, it's not so that I can one day get married and have kids. It's like, I just want somebody to like Mm -hmm. come home to and rant about my day, somebody who can like listen to me and be there for me and make me feel better on my bad days. Like that is what I want. So I feel like having that to come back to reminds me, this is what I'm looking for. And that's going to be hard to find, but it's worth putting the time in for when I do find it. So I think focusing on your why taking breaks when you need to. I think we've mentioned that in a past dating episode where dating is Mm kind of like a part-time job, full-time job sometimes even if you're dating multiple people at once. So it's also okay to just be like, you know what, I'm taking the next week, two weeks, next month off to just Mm -hmm. focus on me, hang out with my friends, like, I don't know, sign up for workout classes, make my meals at home, like just really take care of myself. And then hopefully you can use that time to recoup some energy and then before you know it, you'll be inspired to get back out there. Yeah, I love that. I kind of on the same thought as taking breaks, the piece of advice that I would give is instead of being like, I'm done with dating, you know, it's like, it's okay to take a step back and be like, instead of, you know, going on a date a week or whatever, I'm just going to go on one date this month and Mm -hmm. I'm going to be okay with that rather than you know being the extreme of like I'm dedicating all of my time to this or I'm done with it yeah my advice would be to kind of uh play in the middle a little I love it it's not on or off it's like scale it back make it manageable yeah I feel Mm -hmm. that's good advice and maybe also look at like is there something like, why are these bad dates, you know, and maybe switch things up. So we've talked in the past about kind of like what to do on first dates, what to do on second dates. But if you just are constantly going for drinks and chatting and you're finding the conversations always like lagging or not very exciting, or that's kind of what's totaling up to a bad date it's like maybe try something different like go on an activity date or do something that you don't typically do to kind of flip Mm -hmm. the date on its head almost and I don't know that could just offer a fresh perspective to dating as well yeah well and something you also talked about was not necessarily sticking to your type to if you know you're like swiping through dating apps if you're like something's just not working maybe, you know, change some of the filters you're using or expand the age range or something like that. Even like switching apps, I feel like might be a new way to like freshen things up. Totally. Yeah. That's a great call, especially with switching the apps. I had that for one of my gym goals was to like abandon Hinge. I almost, I was going (laughs) to call it like I don't know what I was going to call it. I was only coming up with Tinder and I was like, no, I'm not using Tinder. What is it? And I was like, <laughs> Hunter, Hin- no, Hinge. Okay, yeah. sorry. This <laughs> is showing how dedicated I am to my dating apps. But I yeah. set the goal to like abandon Hinge, which I've been using for years now and go to Bumble. Mm-hmm. And then I just never followed through with that. <laughs> but the thought was there. And I think that's a great strategy yeah. to switch things up. 
Yeah, I get so many ads for dating apps, may I just yes. say, and like very specialized ones where okay. I'm like, first off, I'm married. So like, what is happening? Yeah. But yeah, I don't even where it's like you get your friends on here and your friends recommend people or, you know, this is the app for this kind of dating or it doesn't have pictures. I don't. And I'm like, what is happening? Why am I getting so many ads? Yeah, I've been getting a lot of ads lately, too. A lot of them for Tinder, which is why I think it's top of mind for me. Oh, interesting. And the ads are actually really great. Like, I love them. Even though, I don't know, I just find them kind of, like, quirky. And it's very, Hmm. very, like, yeah, funny to me. But I haven't seen any for, like, different dating apps I haven't heard before where it's, like, yeah, no pictures and, like, all these things. So, interesting. If you see anything interesting, Tag, report back to the podcast because us single gals. I will. will. Yeah. We'll we it. also like get sent them to like our podcast email. Like, oh. I don't know what is going on. Have you seen these? The like people, I don't know if it's people or like the dating apps themselves will like sign up our like Arkham 20s email to their email list. No. So now we get like, I, it's so weird. We get these like emails about, you know, like stop you know, being in the grind of having to swipe, join the <laughs> such and such dating app. And I'm like, what is like, it follows me everywhere. It's on Instagram. It's in our email. I don't know what's going wow. on. Wow. Okay. I need to look because I have not seen those, but that's, that's yeah. funny. And like you said, I love how they're stalking you where you're like, guys, this yeah. is money wasted. Like yeah. I am married. Tree, I don't, yeah. this is not your target market yeah. here. Interesting. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I guess we can move on to our next question, which is also dating related. Yeah. And it says, a guy I've recently been talking to ghosted. Should I reach out just for closure? Tech, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Yeah, I have a gut reaction to this okay. and it's no. Okay. And I, I think the reason that that's my gut reaction is that it's like, it's actually not going to like make you feel any better. Yeah. Whether like you think it will or not, but it's like no reason they give or like they might not even respond and then you're going to feel bad about reaching out. Like, I don't know. My perspective is maybe coming from like a job hunting perspective where it's like, if you apply to a job and you get ghosted which happens quite frequently I'm not going to be like well I'm going to find the hiring manager on LinkedIn and be like what's going on because it's like I kind of know the reason deep down and you know it wasn't meant to be Mm -hmm. it's just one little thing in the grand scheme of my life so my gut instinct is no you should just let it be. They ghosted you for a reason and also you don't need that kind of energy in your life. You don't need to be like fighting with I don't know, for this person's attention. And it's just like a guy you've been talking to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love when you said <laughs> it's just a small thing in the grand scheme of life. Like that one hit home yeah. for me where it's like, that's such a good way to look <laughs> at it because you might feel like, yeah. yeah, this is a big like thing in your life right now, but it's like in your, I don't know, when you think about your whole year, it's like, is this guy ghosting you? gonna be the one thing Mm -hmm. that stands out like no probably not so I love that 
I was thinking about, I just watched this episode of Sex in the City a few mm-hmm. weeks ago or maybe last week. And it's when Carrie is dating Berger and he meets uh, all the friends. <laughs> I know. I also do not right. like Berger. I think Berger is my least Berger. favorite guy Carrie dated in the whole series. Yeah. And that might he's be the worst. And yeah, I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion, but I dislike him so much. Like he is everything mm-hmm. that independent women dislike. <laughs> yeah. Like the worst. But anyways, when they go for dinner, sorry, getting back on track, not just here to shit on burger, <laughs> but when they go for dinner for burger to meet Miranda and Charlotte and Samantha, I think mm-hmm. Miranda's having this thing where I don't know if. I don't think this guy ghosted her, but essentially she's like waiting for this guy to reach out or something and burgers and she's, she might've asked if she should reach out to him or something. I don't know the exact mm-hmm. scene, but what it comes down yeah, to. He didn't come upstairs cause he had a meeting oh, or something. Yes. Thank you, Tag. Yes. Yeah. Where burgers advice is just like, he's just not that into you. Like it, it's kind of, I feel like mm-hmm. in the girly space, everyone's always like, if he wanted to, he would, you know, like that little right, cliche. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. But it is kind of along those lines of like, if he wanted to reach out to you, he would, but he's not. So he's just not that into you, you know, and you guys should actually watch. He's just not that into you. If this is like the movie, if this is resonating with you, because that's actually (laughs) such a good way to look at it. And it's again, nothing personal, you know, like if you're just talking to this person, Mm -hmm. you don't really know them that well, you don't know them that much. Like, It's not like they were like, this is the worst person in the world. I'm never going to text them again. It was just like, wasn't feeling it. Sorry. You know, like that happens. That's probably happened to you with people you've been on dates with or talking to or whatever. So I think that's it. It's just, he's just not that into you. I also would not reach out. I don't, I get it because I, as someone who likes closure, it can be tempting to be like, what the fuck? Or like, you know, like text something. But if you were to do that and you're like riled up about it, you reach out and you're like, hey, what's going on? Haven't heard from you. You're approaching it in like a very combative way already where you're Mm -hmm. not setting the conversation up for success. Like if you feel like you need to reach out to them because you're like worked up about it. And then even if they respond, it's likely not going to be like, a productive conversation or like something that Mm -hmm. ends mutually where both of you have closure and are happy with how it ended. Like, I feel like there's still a high chance, even if you were to talk it out just to, for, to pull out the words that they're not that into you. I think it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Was it necessary? Are you, do you actually feel better? Mm -hmm. Are you still worked up about this? Like, was this productive? I don't know. So, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> Long story short, no, don't reach out. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. The next question we got was, what's the best ways to find besties? I feel every time we do a Q&A, people always ask us, how do I make friends? And it's mm-hmm. hard. Like, we've we've talked about friendships and stuff because as much as we talk about dating, I feel like if you're in a relationship, making friends is almost like your dating version, you know, where it's like you have to go out, meet people and whatever to make friends. But it's also just like, yeah, it is hard to maintain friendships, but then make new friendships when you're out of school and living like post-grad and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
I think for me, I've said this a million times, probably every time we talk about friends and besties especially, is all of my friends, not all of my friends, but a lot of my friends are through work. And that's because when you work with someone like all day, every day, it was especially evident like when you were in the office and like in close proximity, like seeing this person every day, just like naturally you start kind of sharing your whole life story with them. (laughs) At least I do, which is probably no surprise since I love to talk, but it's like, what did you do this weekend quickly turns into like, oh my God, you know, this happened, this happened. Next thing you know, this person knows your entire life story and everything that's going on in your home life, literally everything. So for me, it just like naturally turns into friendships outside of the office. Even before that, like when I think of some of my other best friends, it was through school and it was for very similar reasons Mm -hmm. where it's like, I saw this person all day, every day. We complained about our teachers together. And then all of a sudden we're complaining about everything else in life together (laughs) and supporting each other through it. So, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of friends come from like activities and locations, like you were saying, whether it's like work or, you know, like you volunteer with the same people and they Mm -hmm. kind of become your friends. The other way I found that I've made friends in my 20s is like through other friends. Yeah. So it's like if your friend's throwing a party, go to the party and talk to people or set up something with a friend where it's like, I want to go to this, you know, new restaurant. Do you want to come and bring a couple friends? And then, you know, those are new people to meet. I think those are the most common ways that I've made new friends in I my twenties. That. Yeah. That's so good. And even like throw a party and invite your coworkers, invite your friends like from school, invite mm-hmm. your friends from childhood and then yeah, ask them to bring their friends. And then all of a sudden you just have this like yeah. group of people where everyone's just mingling and getting to know each other. I feel that's so much fun. Yeah, I've seen people throwing like plus one parties mm. where it's like you have a core group and then everyone's like bring a plus one that no one else will know. Right. That's another episode of Sex in the City where they have like a singles party. Yeah, it's like a dating. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Classic. Yeah, I think also kind of to that point, just say yes and like get out there. Like I think this applies if you're looking Mm -hmm. for a partner in the dating scene or if you're looking just to make more friends. It's like if someone invites you to something, go, you know, like – Even if it's like, oh, I won't know anybody else there. Like, that's what we're saying. That's great. You know, put yourself in that position. Yes, it's uncomfortable. It takes courage. You have to be brave. Like, it's a lot of uncomfortable feelings to put yourself out there. But it could very well be, like, super worthwhile if you meet new people there who you end up really clicking with. Yeah, 100%. Great. The next question we got, which I actually love because it feels like, or answering like a magazine column or something (laughs) is what's your favorite thing to serve at a party or take to a potluck? I love this. We were just talking about parties. Yeah. (laughs) I think the thing that is my go-to is like a cheese or charcuterie board because one, it's like not actually cooking or baking. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. It's like very low effort, but then it's looks high effort. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. If especially if you like put it together all aesthetically and make it like a whole big production. Yeah. It's like this is something I literally spent 10 minutes on, 
but it looks like I'm the fanciest little gal in this whole place. Yeah. So it's a crowd pleaser. That's for sure. Yeah. I also just love cheese. So who doesn't be happy to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say who doesn't because I'm someone who doesn't, I'm not supposed to eat much cheese, but when I see a charcuterie board, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Screw the rules. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just so pretty. I have to eat it. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, my answer, the first thing that came to mind for me was actually a drink. I like to serve like a sangria or some sort of like mm-hmm. festive drink. If it's, I like to have yeah. kind of like a party around a certain thing. Usually it's like around Christmas. So it'd be like, maybe there's a festive Christmas drink, but a good yeah. go-to year round is a sangria. And you can really switch this mm-hmm. up. Like in the summer, it might be like strawberries and oranges versus in the fall it could be like apples and cinnamon you know like you could really get mm-hmm. creative with it change it up for every party you have but I love serving that and it's also like nice to give your like guests a drink as soon as they get in without committing to yeah like supplying alcohol all night kind of thing and then on the food for front sure. My family has a family recipe that we all whip out for parties and potlucks, actually, which is my Uncle Brad's taco dip. And it's like a chip dip Mm. that is Mm -hmm. like a taco seasoning base. Then it has like lettuce, cucumbers, green peppers, and then cheese on top. And that's also a crowd pleaser. People love it. It is like crack. Once you start eating it, you cannot stop. And yeah, yeah, I feel it's also a good thing to take to a potluck. You just can't forget the chips. Mm -hmm. (laughs) True. True. Love it. Yeah. What would you take to a potluck, Tay? I do bring charcuterie boards. I have a board that has like walls around it, kind of. Like it's got handles. Nice. And it was purposely purchased for this so you can set it all up cheese is actually supposed to be served at room temperature too i feel like people don't know this so Mm. don't be weirded out by the fact that it's like not going to be refrigerated if you have like long travels to this potluck it's all good and so i'll put it all together and then saran wrap the top and then nothing can move and then i just bring my little fancy knives so i I do that yeah. A lot. Yeah. The last like five potlucks I've done charcuterie. Love it. We'll do, we should do like a, maybe yeah. a Patreon exclusive, like Tegan's charcuterie guide or something. And you can tell us everything yeah. you put on your board. <laughs> I do have methods. Yeah. There you go. It's like, and then I have to put things down in a certain order. It's a whole thing. Okay, guys. Subscribe to our Patreon. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. Cheese goes first. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll tease to the non-patrons. <laughs> Cheese, room temperature, and it goes first. Those are your two takeaways from this yep. episode. <laughs> yeah. The next question we got is also sort of food related, and it's what's your go-to coffee order in the summer? Ooh. Mine's probably lame and nothing fancy. And it's the same as my go-to coffee order, just iced. (laughs) And that is a vanilla latte with coconut milk or oat milk, but iced in the Mm. summer. Love it. Mine is also like the same thing I drink in the winter. And it's just like iced coffee with cream and sweetener. Not super exciting. But sometimes I'll do the shaken espresso. Mm. 
I don't ice chicken. I don't know what it's called at yeah. Starbucks, but not with oat milk. Oat milk, just normal make milk. But uh, yeah, nice. again, that's like not that fancy. Yeah, your but. iced coffee over cold brew. Yes. Although I will say my husband Tyrell just discovered you can get cold brew at the grocery store. Oh. So yeah. I feel like we might be forced to become cold brew people <laughs> because he's very excited about it. So we'll see. That's so funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's good. I love cold brew at home like it's expensive Mm -hmm. buying it from the grocery store i'm like why is this so expensive if it's just like brewed coffee like i know it takes a long time to brew it whatever but my sisters are making her own cold brew and i keep thinking i need to do this because like it's not hard Mm -hmm. it just takes a long time so maybe i'll do that and then i can share the recipe with tyrell so you guys can make it at home (laughs) yeah yeah Okay, great. Well, the last question we got is what are the best places in Toronto to take out of towners? Oh, I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) I always blank. Like if people were to just be like, hey, girl, going for dinner, where should I go? Like, I'll like I have a little list of places. I'll pull it up and be like, here's a whole bunch of options. But if somebody from out of town is like, so like where should I go? I'm visiting yeah, Toronto. Where should I go? Places? Yeah. I'm like, oh God, I have no idea. Mm. <laughs> Let me open my list right now. Yeah. Let's see. Let me think. So my favorite restaurant in the whole city is Grey Gardens. Okay. I will throw that out there. If you're a Toronto girly and you have not been to Grey Gardens, you just like, you have to go. It seems expensive, been. but it's so worth it. It's my favorite meal I've ever had in my entire life. Wow. It, I, like I it is so good and then every time I see someone go to Grey Gardens and post on their Instagram story I'm like oh my god I need to I've only been once too we've <laughs> never gone back I love it so much it's also cute but like not pretentious I don't know like I walked in we went for Valentine's Day and I was in like a fancy dress and all the other girls there were in just like jeans sneakers and like cool shirts mm, but I, I was it. like I can tell that their outfits were like five times the price of my dress. Mm. Like that was very much the vibe of it. Quiet luxury. That's a big thing right now. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I love, it's also just like very small, cute Kensington market area. Interesting. I'll have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Are you at all worried (laughs) that, yeah, let's go together for Valentine's day. (laughs) Um, Are you at all worried that when you go back, it won't be as good as you remember if you've only been once and it was the best meal of your life? Yeah. Like I'm There is the potential because it's like a a rotating menu too. So everything's seasonal. Okay. And so it's like the, the stuff that I had then is going to be different than what they're serving now. It's not like I can order the exact same thing, right. but I can live with that. I yeah. ate stuff too that I don't normally like when I was there, but then it was so good. I had like, they had this ravioli that had like charred apple on the side Ooh, and it was like squash good. ravioli with charred apple. It was crazy. That I sounds was so good. Yeah, it was 
so delicious. And we saw at chef's view, so we could see them like making everything and the chef could just hand it to us. And yeah, it was just so good. I love that. So that I recommend to everyone. And it's like, it's expensive. So it's not like, you know, we'll pop out on a Monday and go there, you know, it's a special occasion or whatever, but I think it's worth it yeah take let's see if they have a summerlicious menu maybe we can go before the beyonce concert oh my god that would be me living my best (laughs) life i can picture it (laughs) so clearly let's do it mind i feel like we're gonna spend so much money that weekend but it's fine it's fine (laughs) it's what beyonce would want (laughs) yeah that place came to mind for me i also think like one place I always bring out of towners is coffee oyster champagne oh yeah just because it's like extra you know yeah the one thing I was just looking at my little like list of Toronto restaurants and it's funny because actually a lot of these I haven't been yet which is why they're on my Mm -hmm. list of restaurants to try however one that's on here that I do want to call out is pie it's a Thai food restaurant And they have one downtown and one closer to me, like midtown area. And it's good food, but it's like a vibe in there. Like it's very good food. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was like voted best Thai food in Toronto like last year, two years ago. I don't know. They have a sign in there, the location I go to. But so it is good food, but the vibes are good. And my favorite part is that their drinks are named after some of the Toronto Raptor players. Toronto Raptors players. So I feel like it could be fun. Like they have the Goji Ananobi instead of the OG Ananobi. Yeah. I've definitely had that and it was delicious. They have like a spicy margarita called the Spicy Pea. Mm. I don't know. If you're like coming to Toronto, you should know that the whole city, it's like Toronto Raptors. We're like a cult for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. Our NBA basketball team. So I feel like people would appreciate the drinks at pie and my location has like live music they have a band they have a dj like different nights of the week they always have different things going on and then the inside they also have like raptors jerseys hung up and stuff i don't know it's just very nice very vibey yeah toronto vibes to a t actually yes okay i can picture it i think I realized this wasn't asking like restaurants. It's like places. So then I was going to throw out some bars. <laughs> I just went to restaurants. But I, I think too. my favorite bar is the Cameron House because yeah. they always have live music seven days a week and they're it's free to get in. So being a cheap gal, I love that. Yeah. I also really liked uh, Civil Liberties. I've only gone once and it was the one time I went with you, Sadie. Yeah. But I had, like, a great experience. I loved it. The drinks were delicious. So I wanted to mention those two places as well. Yeah. I love it. I'm trying to think of other places, like, non-food drink related. I feel like another thing you could do <laughs> – this episode is just going to, like, go on as Tango and I are, like, just spitballing things about Toronto. Yeah. But something else you could do is, like, a Second City comedy show. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's a – fun activity to do in the city um it's like sketch comedy so if you're into that you might like that a lot and I feel like that too just like their humor is very kind of Toronto humor at least the shows I've seen where I'm just like Mm -hmm. this feels like 
a Toronto show. Like, I don't know. But yeah, also throw that on there. I love that. Yeah, there are a lot of sports activities too like we have a lot of sports teams we have like a soccer team we have a football team a hockey team a basketball team all the teams so it's like a baseball team I don't think I said that so it's probably guaranteed that at least some sport event is going to be happening on any day you're visiting the city yeah and that can always be you know a fun experience same with concerts too especially in the summer there's pretty much a concert a night so yeah if you're looking for big ticketed items I feel like that's a lot of what brings tourists to the city yeah definitely awesome yeah well is that it is that the end of our love letter to Toronto (laughs) Toronto rant (laughs) yeah none of the big you know like typical touristy things yeah really top my list but you know, if you're here, you can do those too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, there you go, guys. Great. Those are all our questions that we have time to answer today. But thank you so much. If you guys submitted one of those, we hope our advice was helpful, even though mm-hmm. it was off the fly kind of advice. But keeping yeah. it real with you guys, you know. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to submit for our next Q&A, Go follow us on Instagram. We're at our golden twenties. We're also on TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest. We have Spotify playlists, literally all the things. And we also have Patreon, which is the best way to show your support for the podcast. So if you listen in every week and you want to see Tegan's guide to charcuterie board making, <laughs> go subscribe to us on Patreon. But that is it for this week. We will see you next Tuesday. Bye.